Ian, how are you? Good, Craig. How are you today? I'm pretty good. It's a beautiful day in Sydney. We're recording on Wednesday, the 13th of January, and uh, it's just been a wonderful day for episode 15. How's your week been? Oh, I must say my week's been great. I've just been sitting at the beach over the last seven days. <laughs> well, it doesn't get much better than that. I guess you're getting back into the swing of things now. Yes, I am back at work today. You know what? Before you know it, the year will be almost over and it'll be November because you know it's in November. Yes, inbound. It will. So if only there were a way to know how many days until inbound 2016, Ian. I know, and I talked about this with you, and you've actually created a timer, Craig. <laughs> it's hubshots.com slash inbound-countdown. Go there for no good reason to see how many days till inbound. There's 300 days, and the reason we're mentioning this is because... You need to book your tickets. <laughs> you do. It's, we've got until Saturday until the prices go up. Yeah, so I think this is a really good thing. Like they offer, they offer some great discounts, obviously, when you're at inbound and just after. But this is probably the last price saving you're going to get before inbound starts. Right. So we've got the link there, inbound.com slash inbound16 register. Go and check it out. And if we're going to see you at inbound, go and register as soon as you can. That's right. And we'd love to meet some of the people who listen to this podcast at inbound. Uh, yeah, it'll be good. All right, on to shot two, our HubSpot feature of the week. And this is a really cool one. I'm really interested to hear about how you're going with Sidekick Calendar. Yes. Now, this is actually technically in beta. And it was something I was using Calendly before to allow people to book appointments with myself and some of the team. And I discovered somebody at HubSpot using it and I kind of quizzed them as to how I get access to it. And apparently it's... Uh, sidekick business feature. So it gives you the ability to put a link so that people can actually book times in your calendar. So this is how they sell it. They say book meetings without the hassle right inside your CRM. So scheduling demos, calls, appointments and meetings is a feature of sidekick business and helps you connecting with your prospects fast and easy. So meetings integrates with HubSpot CRM and Google Calendar to give you a personalized page where your prospects and customers can see the availability and book a meeting all without the hassle of emailing back and forth. And this is really important because you can actually set in there times that you want to have meetings. So for myself, I keep Mondays and Fridays free and I say anywhere on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'll give the opportunity for people to have a meeting and it works really well. So already... I've had a couple of people book it in as we're doing our start of year sessions and people booked in really easily and it's going on the calendar, it's notified me, notified them and we've met. So I would definitely say try it out. Yeah, it's really nice. So I saw the campaign that you sent out and the link that you sent in an email and I saw it and I clicked through and yeah, it's a really nice interface and can just book in with you. I think it's really cool. I'm going to check yeah. that out as well. And so I'll give you a little tip. You can actually, it comes there with a set standard amount, um, like, you know, 15, 30 minutes, 60 minute meetings, etc. Right. And you can, if you want something different, you can actually set that up and give them a specific link. So I think the email that you got had a link specifically to a 45-minute meeting and that was the only choice you were given. So 
you can set up these different options within Psychic for Business in the meeting section. Okay, nice. So yeah, check that out. I guess if you're a marketing manager, you might think, well, is this for booking meetings with me? No, it's for something that you can offer as part of the sales enablement process for your sales team that are using the CRM. Totally. And you know what? This is the thing. So one of the things where obviously time's wasted is where people keep going backwards and forwards going, well, what time are you free? Exactly. This whole backward, forward email, and this should just totally cut out and free up having to actually do that. Cool. All right, check it out. We've got a link in the show notes for that. On to shot three and our challenge of the week. Can I tell you what my challenge of the week is, Ian? Yes. There is nothing new in HubSpot. I mean, what is going on? You know, our favorite little orange notification thing up in the top right when we're in HubSpot. It's been a bit quiet, hasn't it? It has been quiet. And in fact, even as we've said in previous episodes, like some of the latest notifications are really just kind of re-notifying us of past stuff. And that's cool. But I'm wondering what HubSpot's up to. I'm kind of uh, getting a little bit excited in a way. I'm wondering if they're going to announce something big in the next couple of months. They've kind of stopped making the small little changes and maybe there'll be some big announcements coming up. Maybe I'm just too optimistic. We'll see. Maybe you are, Craig. (laughs) But again, we'll address some of this at the end. (laughs) Yes, some nice community uh, items coming up there. All right, shot for opinion of the week. Did you see this blog post on 21 content marketing predictions for 2016? We've been featuring a few of these kinds of links the last couple of weeks, trends and predictions. Did you see this one? I have. It's very interesting and I guess a lot of people are doing it because it's interesting because people are going to read this and go, what's ahead of us, right, at the start of the year? Yeah, exactly. This one came out from Contently. That's a great site. I like reading their blog posts and there were two particular simple predictions that we've just highlighted. And I'll just read the the first one out. Maybe you can read the second one out. But the first one was Brett Lofgren had predicted that digital agencies will replace the word advertising with content via a control F and all their outgoing vendor RFPs and things like that. And I thought, yep, that's perfect. <laughs> it's exactly right. We'll be doing the same old stuff, but content, it's such an understood benefit now that that's uh, where the focus will be. And what was the second one? And the second one, so obviously yours is point number two, and this is point number 16. SEO managers and content creators will merge into the same role rather than sitting in two separate departments. And this is from Adam Blake, and he's a demand generation manager. And you know what, that is really interesting. And I think we had this very interesting conversation is that, you know, there are a lot of these people out there doing SEO in different parts of the world and all over the place. And we often don't know what they're up to, right? And I think content is really a key part of SEO. That's what it is. You know, Google indexes content. It wants to get the right content in front of the right people at the right time. So I think... For marketing managers and even salespeople, you know, know where your content is. If there isn't content that should be there, you should be creating it. And it's all about getting to the right person at the right time. So think about who you're selling to. So create your personas and think about that journey that someone goes through. You know, you want to have a coffee with someone first before you actually ask them out to do something. Think about it in those ways. And even just think about that journey that people have and what objections they might have. Right. They might actually, like, I remember when I first started, people said, Well, most people like you just sit behind computers. Why are you out here networking and talking to us? Right. So, you know, that again shows me that if you can break the mold of what people think of people in your industry 
and be relatable, that can make a massive difference. And what you're also highlighting is like content is where it's at and adding value is where it's at. And I think with, with those two quotes, it's kind of advertising kind of has a bit of a not a bad name but it's just kind of not seen as valuable it's seen as intrusive so they're replacing it with the word content seo managers and i know this acutely because my background is seo seo really has a bad reputation these days as people just you know don't know what they're doing ripping people off all kinds of dodgy practices and so Actually, the really good SEO people these days and SEO managers have a very strategic focus on using content well as you just articulated those kinds of scenarios. And so, yeah, it makes sense that SEO managers don't want to call themselves SEO managers these days. They're really part of the content creation team and content promotion team. So, yeah, I think that's exactly it. These are really good trends. And as you said, the action item for marketing managers is kind of realizing that and how important content is at the, at the focus of all of these activities. Yeah, absolutely, Craig. Couldn't agree more. Alrighty, on to shot five, our general tip of the week. And this was a, a nice blog post on um, behavioral email marketing from the HubSpot team. Yeah, I read this early in the week and I was pretty impressed with it. And I guess the, the post is talking about the benefits of behavioral email. Um, yeah, so do you want me to tell you a bit about yeah, it? Yeah, just explain what that is actually. So behavioral email is a practice of sending automated targeted emails to the contacts in your database based on their interactions with your company across multiple channels. So this can be social, email, your website and beyond. So for example, think about social media messages you send or blog posts you write. They're the exact same for every reader. The advantage of using email is that it taps into your contact database, which means that you can make it highly personable. Yeah. So I think this is a really good point because it's kind of obvious in hindsight, but this idea that, yeah, look, your social media message, your blog post content, your other thing, you you can't actually personalize that. No matter who the reader is, they're seeing the same message. But email is the one thing that you can highly personalize to your audience. Correct. And so that first part of the quote where you're talking about, it's like based on the interactions that people do with your different content, whether it's the things that they choose to look at on your site or the emails that they click through from or the social messages that they actually come via, you can actually get an understanding of their behaviors and based on that, respond with emails that are targeted to furthering that particular behavior. I think it's a really useful blog post and helpful for marketing managers to be thinking through because quite often the the kinds of emails that we write are very much, we just blast them out for everyone. A newsletter is the classic example. Uh, We just send that to everyone on our list, the same newsletter. We don't personalize it at all, but we actually do have the ability, and especially within HubSpot tools, we've got things like smart content that we can actually just personalize emails. Yes. Even if it's only a few small parts of something like a newsletter, for example. Yeah, I think that's a, that's really good because I think that just shows the next level of implementation in the system and also next level of interacting with people. All right. Shot six, state of inbound item of the week. Now, you know, last week when we were chatting, you actually gave... I handed down the the challenge. The challenge. Yeah, you gave me a challenge to find something and to think about something outside my normal reading practices or behaviours. And you know what? I love what you found. Well, this was another HubSpot blog. It's on... 
business dinner etiquette. Can you believe it? It's like, ah, oh, we, uh, where would I go to find some etiquette guidelines for a business dinner? Dun dun dun! It's the HubSpot blog to the rescue. Yeah, and you know what? And I think it's great. And I'll read the quote that you've picked out, right? Yeah. And it says, if you're the first person to eat bread from the basket, the etiquette is to offer the bread basket to the person on the left and begin passing the bowl around the table to your right. I did not know that. And I didn't know that either, and that's which is head- really interesting. Yeah. So there you go. I, I, that, you challenged me last week and, yeah, I think that's been really useful. Yeah, you know what? And this is taking your dinner etiquette to the next level. <laughs> it's- my dinner etiquette. So there you go. I think it's also interesting that HubSpot is blogging about this stuff. I mean, I was kind of joking about it a little bit earlier, but I actually think it's really interesting because they are actually still providing value around a business setting. I mean, if you're in marketing or if you're in sales or you're meeting with prospects or customers and things like that, these tips actually help, you know? Yeah. And you know what? It's not uncommon. I mean, how many times have sales people taken people out for lunch or dinner? Yeah, exactly. So there you go. I really like that. It's like HubSpot's becoming the new life hacker um, channel for me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's a good one. So, um, well, next week we can have your challenge about what's something yes. outside your normal reading behavior that you've come across. Okay. Now, motivation of the week, Craig. I know that you, I challenged you again last week to read some books and you were using Blinkist to do that. So, do you want to tell me about that? Yeah. So, Blinkist, and I'll just recap for people that didn't hear us last episode. Blinkist is a website, but predominantly an app where you can read book summaries across a number of topics, politics, science, marketing, business, all kinds of interesting areas. And they have hundreds of books that they've summarized there. And so, I really like reading them. And in fact, afterwards, you actually found this great AppSumo offer so yeah, that that's right. So apparently Blinkist usually charges $79 a year for the premium service. So you can include both Kindle and audio version of summaries. But AppSumo are actually offering that for $20 for the whole year for so, unlimited downloads. Yeah, so that's a bargain. So I pay a lot more than that and it's I still think it's great value. So you can check out the link. Yeah, and that's for new people. So we'll put the link in there and um, by all means I'd – you know what? $20, what have you got to lose? Try it out. Yeah, that's right. But I'll actually tell you that the thing that I highlighted from the book that I read um, this week was, it's a book called The Business Romantic. I'm not necessarily recommending the book, but there was a little quote from it. I thought this was really interesting where the author, he basically said he was at a forum. This was actually at a World Economic Forum. And 15 people were in this dinner and they called for 15 toasts. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to dinner and people call for a toast, but what he basically said is asked everyone to offer a toast with answering the question, what is a good life? So when you got up to give your toast, you basically said, a good life is, and whatever, you just had a sentence to make a toast. So this is a really good idea. And again, this is nothing to do with marketing, but this is just about being challenged to think about new things and like that. But imagine you've got a staff, you know, Friday drinks or something like that, or a staff dinner or... Uh, some event that you're with, a small number of people. Imagine if even, you just said, Even a staff birthday, right? Just imagine if you could encourage that person with other people around the table, encourage them for their birthday. Yeah, exactly. So everyone get up a toast. What is a good life? A good life is, 
looking after my family or whatever. There's no right or wrong answer. But yeah, I just really find these things really motivating. So that's why I was in motivation of the week, little item there. Yeah, I actually love that. It's fantastic. Next dinner party, Craig. That's what we should be doing. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Resource of the week, Craig. All right. So this was a post by John Loomer talking about Facebook marketing. Now, the reason we've included this as resource of the week, and especially for marketing managers, is really encouraged to go and read this and have a look at what John is outlining in terms of the sophistication that you can achieve with Facebook marketing. So the reason we're recommending it is so that you're aware of what's possible not so that you look at this and go, oh, I have to implement this myself. Because as a marketing manager, you, you're probably looking at much more high level and strategic things, but really think it's important to understand just how sophisticated you can get with Facebook. And I guess the action item from this would be after you have a glance through the post and skim through and see what's available, you're talking to your agency or your advertising manager or whoever's looking after Facebook advertising for your business and asking them, right, can you give me an understanding or an update on actually what you're doing with Facebook marketing? Because at the moment, still many businesses aren't using Facebook to its potential. So there's still that window of opportunity to get in, use Facebook in a sophisticated manner to achieve amazing results. This blog post by John Loomer, I love John Loomer. I read every single blog post he writes around Facebook. I think he's just a fantastic, really smart marketer. This post really outlines some of the really clever things that you can be doing with Facebook. So, yeah, yeah, really think it's worth reading and understanding what's capable of. Yeah. Even if you're not personally implementing it yourself. That's right. And I think this is just going to grow, Craig, as time goes on. And you will see that it'll just be another channel that's highly sophisticated that people can use. Yeah, and it's getting more and more complex. Every week they're adding more features to the Facebook advertising platform. It's just amazing. Yeah, excellent. So go and have a look at that. All right, community item of the week. And you raised this earlier when we were chatting about um, my challenge of the week, which was there's nothing new in HubSpot. Where's my little notif- my little orange notifications? <laughs> yes, and then I was reminded there is this thing where you can actually see what's in development or basically ideas that people have put forward and you can vote for it. And so I had a look. So we put a link there to actually what's in development. Right. So you can see, I think there's about 30 items that are in development currently. And there are actually about 60 items in beta, I think, if I remember correctly. And uh, basically gives you an insight into what's actually coming and what's on the go. So, I mean, I'll, I'll just go through this quickly. Like in development, there are actually 31 items and in beta, there are 48 at the minute. And in design, there are 21. So there's a constant pipeline of things happening. And I thought we'll just talk about some of the ones that are in development, which are potentially quite exciting. Yeah. What were some of your favorites? The one-click add to received email to CRM. I thought that was really good. Yeah. Because again, that doesn't get done. So just, just explain what that is with the HubSpot CRM. So when HubSpot CRM, you can actually click to actually log it when you send it, mm-hmm. when you send the email, so it'll log it in the CRM. But if someone responds to that, that doesn't actually go into the CRM. Right. So this will give it a way to actually add it into the CRM so you can actually see the whole conversation. Nice. Yeah, so that one got a lot of upvotes and they're actually, as you said, developing it's in development now. Correct. So that had 370 votes against it. And one that you liked and I really liked as well was that 
the emails to be sent at a specific time in any time zone, which I thought was great. Yeah, I really like this because this is something that MailChimp, another email marketing um, platform, has had for a while, this option where you can just say, right, I'm sending an email at 3 p.m. on Thursday. And it's actually smart enough to go, well, 3 p.m. Thursday to Australian people, yep, and I'll make sure it's 3 p.m. Thursday in the U.S. time when U.S. for my U.S. recipients. I think it's really nice. And so that got, I think, the most votes I've seen in a long time in the HubSpot Ideas Forum. And, yeah, it's in development. So that's really cool. Really looking forward to that one. Yeah, so I think that's great. So you know what? For all our listeners, go to that. We'll put a link to it. Go through and have a look and... uh, Go and vote for the ones that you would like to see happen and make HubSpot a better platform. Yeah, and I've actually recommended this to some of my clients because they'll say to me, oh, I wish it did this. And I'll go, oh, I'll just check on the uh, user voice forum. Oh, actually, it's here. Go and vote for this. And they're like, great, I've got three votes and I'll get everyone else in the team to vote it. And that's exactly how you influence what HubSpot develops next. So it's a, it's a great way to give them feedback. Yeah, excellent. And how many votes do you actually get, Craig? I think you get three unless they've changed it. So is that three a month? And then actually, I don't know the time frame. I, actually, I've had I've definitely voted more than three times in total. Maybe it's three times per month. That's a good question. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, I know on some of them I use three votes for some of them, <laughs> all three votes on some of them, which I really liked. That's that's staying focused, I say. Yeah. Actually, I think I voted for that one that you said to get replies in the CRM. I think I actually voted for that yeah, a while right. ago because yeah. yeah. All right, listener tip of the week, Craig. All right, so this is a listener tip of the week. It's a really cool little resource called Uptime Robot. And I'll tell you how you use this. It's a little portal and what you do is you put in your website and it will track it and every five minutes it quickly just checks whether your website is up. And if it's down, it'll actually send you a little email or you can connect it to Slack or you can get a notification on your phone. It'll tell you whether the site's down. So basically uptime robot tells you whether your site's up or not. Yeah, I think this is really this is actually really interesting, Craig, because we run similar things for our clients, especially when you're doing advertising, you just think you're running ads, people are spending a big ad budget mm. and your website's not working and people are going there. You're losing money. Exactly. So use this as a way to just double check and make sure that things are running. And if you need to in a hurry or you realize your website hosting has gone bad, use it as a way to put measures in place to stop your advertising, you know, even give your business an update to go, well, okay, we understand there is a problem and we're working with the host to fix it. So. Yeah, exactly. And so we've actually set this up for all our clients. So the minute one client's website has a bit of downtime, we know about it and can respond accordingly. You know the best thing about this tool though? Yes. The price. And the price is? It's free. So it's... there's Up to 50, right? Up to 50. You can monitor 50 sites with your account for free. Uh, So it's a bit of a no-brainer to go and set up an account and monitor your sites. Now, what you get in the free plan is five-minute checking. But if you actually want to check more regularly, every one minute, for example, they do have a paid offering as well. So that's kind of their upsell. But yeah, check it out. And thanks to Adam, who actually one of our listeners uh, who I actually know, and uh, that was his, he recommended this tool to me. So uh, thanks, Adam. Fantastic. Thank you. Now podcast of the week. Podcast of the week. What are we going to talk about? We've got a few minutes left. Did you have a favorite? 
Craig, to be honest. I've just been listening to the ones that we've been talking about. <laughs> yeah, I've been similar. So let's reiterate some of the, our favourite podcasts at the moment. What's been your favourite podcast that you've been listening to in the last week? My favourite? Actually, I'll tell you. I actually started listening to the one you recommended, which is the PNR podcast. Yep, this so old marketing, yep. Yep, so that's the one I've been listening to. I, I listen regularly to the Hubcast. Yes. And I really love HubSpot to go. Yes, Good on you, Chris Handy. Yeah. It's short and it's quick. It's I love it because you can take that away and you can implement something. Yeah. Okay. And we'll include links to those again. I think my three favorites that I'll mention again, the Hubcast, I agree with you. PR that I listen to, this old marketing. And I actually listen to Chris Sandy's HubSpot to go as well. But I'm going to mention uh, the Content Sales podcast that we've mentioned before on the show with Susan right. Daphnis and Uh, Yeah, it's I've just listened to one this morning. They've got so many good tips around content. So if you're a marketing manager, all of these podcasts are really useful to listen to in the car or if you're working out or walking to the train or whatever you're doing. So, yep, stay informed on the latest marketing tips and tricks. Excellent. Thanks, Craig. All right, mate, that's about time. Good to chat with you and I'll look forward to speaking with you again next week. See you, Craig. Okay, mate. Catch you later. Hey there, thanks for listening to this episode of Hubshots. For show notes and the latest HubSpot news and tips, please visit us at hubshots.com.